And welcome everyone to another episode of Turn Buckle Talk. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt, and I am joined today by my wonderful co-host Slade. He is back to help me out on this episode. Slade, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. I am back, um, back with you again, and back in Alabama for the first time in ten weeks. So good to be back. Absolutely, it always feels good to get back home, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Felt good not getting up at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, it makes things feel better as well. Absolutely. Well, guys, we are here on our next episode. We are doing our Survivor Series uh, review, recap, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, before we get started, as always, if you could follow us on social media, um, we're on Twitter at TurnbuckleP, and on Facebook, we're at Buckle Talk. Um, if you give us a like or a follow on either one of those platforms, you'll stay up to date on all information and all the, the new episodes as we release them. Um, and that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, before we get started, as you know, I had recorded an episode by myself last week, just kind of, you know, I titled it uh, Fixing Survivor Series. And I just kind of gave my thoughts on, on how I thought the pay-per-view had has kind of lost its meaning, lost its luster, if you will, over the years. Uh, Slade, did you get a chance to 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 listen to that, or I haven't yet. I'm on, I was going to try to get to it when I got when I got a chance. My phone was kind of acting weird, and on my way back home, so I didn't get a chance to listen to it. No, man, that's fine. I was just going to uh, tell you the gist of it. Essentially, I think that that the pay-per-view itself has kind of run its course. Um, you know, the, the Survivor Series matches don't really mean anything anymore. You know, they it's basically Raw versus SmackDown. Um, and that's not really an intriguing concept to most casual fans or even diehard fans anymore. Um, and I kind of I kind of just said if, if they want to keep that kind of brand versus brand, then I think they should move the draft. You know, oh, yeah, you just right. you just you just had the draft a month ago, right? Or six yeah. weeks, whatever it was. Um, yeah. So it's it's not really believable that AJ Styles wants to kick SmackDown's butt, or you know, it, it's not it's not believable. There are no stakes. But if you if they're dead set on keeping it Raw versus SmackDown, move the draft to the week after Survivor Series. So. Yeah. As an example, tonight would be the first round of the draft since Survivor Series was last night. And, 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 and then Friday, you could finish it up on SmackDown. And you could also do a deal where, like, okay, if, say, you're, if you say you're the captain of Team Raw and Team Raw wins, that means you, you're set on Raw. You don't have to leave. Right. And that's something else I mentioned. Like, whoever the lone survivor is, they can choose if they want to be a part of the draft or if, if they if they want to stay on whatever so, brand they're on, they have that choice as well to get, like, immunity or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, if, it's kind of like if, what they did with a test at Survivor Series 01 where he won that battle royal, which meant they couldn't fire him. Right. You know, and if, like I said, if they're dead set on keeping that concept, just move the draft, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it would make much more sense um, if they don't want to do that, have something to where if the winner, uh, the sole survivor of the match, uh, uh, they can Uh-oh. they can become, they can pick their spot in the Royal Rumble since the Royal Rumble's two months away, you know, it's two pay-per-views right. away. Right. Um, there's something to freshen it up because as it is, it doesn't mean anything anymore. I, um, I agree with that. 
you know, and, and also another thing I was thinking of is that her Survivor Series, in my opinion, is every Survivor Series was like the original gimmick pay-per-view, right? Right. Um, because you had Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble's right. kind of a gimmick pay-per-view, but it's a different gimmick. But Survivor Series was the original gimmick pay-per-view, but now almost every single one of your pay-per-views are a gimmick pay-per-view. Right. And um, you got and, extreme rules, you got TLC coming up, you got Elimination Chamber, you got Hell in a Cell, you got Night of Champions. And so as an example, right. And last night they had you had a bunch of champion versus champion matches, but just two months ago you had a pay-per-view called Night of Champions. Yeah, and and like okay, and for instance, one of the Night of Champions matches is Street Profits versus New Day, who literally just swapped brands a month and a half ago. Right. So exactly. it doesn't it doesn't like I, I that doesn't like why should the new day be that gung ho about Raw or the Street Profits that gung ho about SmackDown or like that doesn't make any sense and and we'll talk about here in a minute the two Survivor Series style matches last night were terrible. There's yeah. I, I I don't think there's any there's I don't. I can't really think of any redeeming qualities in either one of them, truth be told. Nope. Like, that sounds bad, I know, and it sounds like the the kind of the smarky, oh, it's it's just crap. But the, the, the funny thing is, the tag team match between the Street Profits and New Day, great. Asuka versus Sasha, very, very good. Drew versus Roman, great. So, I... I <laughs> I get that there's a tradition there, but it it wouldn't kill them if they went, if Survivor Series went the way of King of the Ring. Like, and just either retire it and just have a regular November pay-per-view or or do something. Honestly, get rid of the format. Like, I don't like the SmackDown versus Raw thing anymore. I just really don't. Yeah, I think it's running its course. It doesn't have any meaning. Um, And and it's hard to get people to care about it when like I said, you had the draft a month ago. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It, you're you're it, telling me that a guy like AJ Styles, who, you know, was the face that ran the place of SmackDown for three years, is all of a sudden, like, gung-ho about killing SmackDown. I, yeah, just stop. Absolutely. And so that was that was basically the uh, gist of, of my episode last week. Um, I, I think they've just – it's just ran its course um, and I understand them wanting to keep it around because it has been around for so long. And it's one of their, it's been one of their staple pay-per-views. Um, it, like I said, with SummerSlam, uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania Survivor Series has always been looked at as kind of number four, but I would make the argument that money in the bank is taking place at Survivor Series. Yeah. Because it has stakes. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so I, I, I just, uh, I'm, I hope that they can find a way, if they are going to keep it around, spruce it up, um, kind of reinvent it, you know, make it different, make it mean something. Um, Because like you said, and we'll get into it later, the Survivor Series matches on the show last night, I didn't really care about, um, which is... And then when they actually happen, like sometimes I can on paper not like something, then when it actually happens, I can get into it. Never happened. Absolutely. Never happened. Definitely. So, um... Getting into the show last night, what were what were kind of your overall thoughts? Just kind of a, a generalized overall 
feeling it was about a, the show. It was it was actually a pretty good show. Um, just from the from the quality of the work in ring, it was a fine show. I hated the two Survivor Series matches, but the other matches I thought were fine. It was well paced. Um, the Undertaker tribute at the end was nice. There's a few things that kind of confused me about it, but that's another that's something we can get to. But overall, I thought it was a good show. But again, I don't have any reason to. It it would have been a great show if it would have happened in December. Like it's not. If your if your Survivor Series style matches are the worst part of the Survivor Series, you've got a problem. Like you've got a problem because that should be like the thing that kind of that kind of differentiates it. And it was they were just they were just bad. I'm sorry, they were just not good. So for my money, good show overall. Again, the uh, Street Profits New Day Tag Team Title versus Title match was great. Um, the Bobby, the Lashley, Sami Zayn, U.S. Toddlers Intercontinental match was was great. It was hilarious. It was a. It, it's one of the more entertaining squash matches you're ever going to see. Um, Drew versus Roman was great, and Oscar versus Sasha was really good. So my only real beef is with the two Survivor Series matches. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of right there with you with everything you said. Um, I have similar feelings about pretty much everything um you know i thought it was paced really really well um essentially the pay-per-view minus the undertaker farewell went like two and a half hours maybe slightly over Um, absolutely and it's it's like i've said you know i've said it numerous times about their pay-per-views i think they found a really nice niche um with the way they pace these pay-per-views one thing I probably the best thing I did like about the Survivor Series matches themselves was that they didn't seem rushed. A lot of times you'll watch uh, Survivor Series matches and and you could just tell everybody's trying to get their stuff in. Um, yeah. And it looks very it looks too it moves too fast. You know, it's like bam, 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 tag, bam, 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 tag, bam, bam, bam. And, and it just you can't really follow it that well. Um, I did think that those matches, they moved they moved at a, at a nice pace. Um, even though I didn't like the matches. Themselves. Right. Um, yeah, they, they, that was about the one I'll give them that they didn't move slowly. So at right. least, at least they weren't torturing us for too long. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I th- that's been my overall kind of, kind of feel with these pay-per-views the last what four or five months, I would say is the way that they're, they're able to get all the matches in, but, it, it's not a drag like watching Monday Night Raw a lot of times can become a drag it's, even though it's, you know it's three hours this pay-per-view went two and a half hours minus Undertaker stuff but it didn't feel like a drag you know um, you look up and then an hour and a half is gone you look up again two hours are gone um, you know and, and and similar to you I thought the best matches were the the, the singles matches or the non-survivor series matches um, yep. Drew Roman, New Day Street Profits, Asuka and Sasha um, I didn't understand the pre-show battle royal. Um, I guess it was just to get more people on the show, essentially. Probably. You know, it kind of reminded it, it reminded me of those WrestleMania battle royals that they have pre-show. Um, right. Because I don't no, even I think they. Yeah, I don't even think they announced it. You know. No. And and there were no stakes. Like Miz won, but I don't think he got anything as a reward. No. Um. 
See that see that would have been a thing to do if the Miz is in it. Put the money on the bank on the line. It's something. Yeah. You know? But that's just what made me think it was like a last second deal where like, oh, we we need something for the pre-show. Let's just throw 15 people out there for 10 minutes. Um I thought the women's match was better than the men's Survivor Series match, even though I didn't like either one of them. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, and again, neither one of them were great, but um, let's see. And, and, and we almost forgot um, we had a title change pre-show as well as the gobbledygooker won the 24-7 title from R-Truth. Temporarily. Temporarily. And then R-Truth <laughs> went back and which gave R-Truth, I believe, let me look this up, I believe he is now a 40, yeah, he's a 45-time 24-7 champion. Watch out, Ric Flair. Oh, 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 it gets better. He's also had a tag team title run, two U.S. title runs, and two hardcore title runs, meaning R-Truth is a 50-time WWE champion. That's what I'm saying, man. He's got to be the only, he's got to be the only, uh, He's got to be the only 24-7 and hardcore title holder. <laughs> I feel like – see, I feel like – wait, was Kane ever hardcore champ? I'm sure at some point. I know he was in a hardcore match. Because – I remember, I remember him throwing somebody to um, – Let me look at the list of hardcore champs. Title for, history. I know he was in a hardcore match because uh, I remember him like throwing Big Show, him and Big Show like running through the wall or whatever backstage yeah. with a uh, Raven. I think it was. It was when he got in the golf cart. Yeah, him and the ref that were in the golf Mania, cart. That was at Mania Seventeen. That was yeah. at Let me see. Proceed. If Kane, if Kane won it, Kane definitely was a twenty-four. Well, no, wait, 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 wait. Kane wasn't. Glenn Jacobs was. That's right. The mayor. It was it was Mayor Jacobs that won it. It wasn't Kane. That's, that's true. So I think our truth might have it on a technicality. Let me see. Bradshaw crash. Let me see who's. I'm gonna look at the 24/7 list real quick, and then we can get started. I'm sorry. I just I had that's, to. That's gonna be a long I, list. Well, it's Titus, Rude, Truth, Lies. No, 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 no. Nobody so far. Let's see. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I believe, see here, Patterson, Patterson did it. Because Patterson got it that one night they had the, what was it? They had the Raw Reunion show. That's right. So he's got it. I can't remember if Briscoe ever won the hardcore title or not. I know Patterson did. Let's see. He did have the hardcore title. So right now it's the list is R Truth, Pat Patterson, and Gerald Briscoe. I mean, he's he's in the presence of greatness right there, though. I mean, I mean, those are those are all time greats right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but I don't think Shelton ever did. I couldn't remember if Foley had ever won the 24-7, but he he's the one that introduced it. He introduced it, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that brought it back. He brought it in, but he never won it. So that's it. Yeah. So our truth, Patterson and Briscoe are the three 24 seven slash hardcore champs. The three stooges, huh? That's it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just to, to end up our, my overall thoughts, I thought the undertaker farewell was awesome. I thought they did it the right way. You know, I'll get more into that when we get there, but overall I thought it was a solid show. 
Um, I'm interested to see where things go between now and the Royal Rumble uh, because Survivor Series doesn't, it didn't really, it didn't really progress any storylines just because you had interpromotional matches all night. Right. So, you know, I am interested to see um, where things go after Survivor Series, but uh, moving into the Rumble season, I guess you could say. So with that being said, um, let's run down the match card. Uh, we'll just take it match by match, kind of give our thoughts. Um, All right. I think the first two matches will be kind of quick. You know, obviously we had a pre-show battle royal. Nothing I want to mention. Um, Miz won. He did his little chicanery where he was outside the ring. Um, Dominic thought he had won, but he should have known something was up when the bell never rang and his music never hit. Uh, and then the Miz came in and then threw him over. And so the Miz won and nothing came of that. Uh, like I said, there were no stakes or no, nothing, nothing to go along with it. Um, so that was that. You got anything to say about that or you just want to keep moving? Keep right on moving. <laughs> Perfect. So to start off the actual show, we had the men's Survivor Series match. Um, I'm not going to run down everybody that was in it. Um, it's, it's, it wasn't noteworthy enough, in my opinion. Uh, Raw did win in a clean sweep, and none of their none of their guys were eliminated. Uh, Jay Uso was the last man remaining for SmackDown, which kind of made me think he would get a few eliminations in to make him look strong, but ultimately he didn't. Uh, didn't wasn't there a spot though where Keith Lee, where he tried to do the splash, and then Keith Lee he jumped on Keith Lee's shoulders and. Or was that he, he cried and then Lee got him in a Samoa the Samoa drop position and then he the spirit bombed him and that was that yeah uh, that was probably they my favorite part where, of the match there's a spot where Keith Lee and Otis got into it and they both tried to pick each other up and they neither one of them could get the other one up but yeah that was, but yeah that Keith Lee spot where he kind of transitioned uh, he had uh, uh, Uso in a fireman's carry position and then kind of spun him around into the pop-up power bomb or, or sit down yeah. power bomb, whatever. That was a cool spot to end the match. Um, Keith Lee's a freak. Yes. You know, he, he's an absolute monster. Um, I'm hoping, I'm, ho I'm still holding out a little hope that, that they'll figure out what to do with him and, and treat him the right way. But yeah, right. as far as the match goes, there's nothing, you know, a month from now, you're not going to remember this match. Hell, a week from now, you probably won't remember this match. Right. Um, but yeah, Raw won in a clean sweep, 5 nothing. Um, the next match, though, we had the New Day versus Street Profits, uh, tag team champs versus tag team champs. I, off the top of my head, I, I would have to say this is probably the best WWE tag match of the year. In my opinion, yeah. Um, yeah. Which on the surface, isn't saying much with the way the tag team division has been treated in WWE. But I was really, really entertained with this match. Um, it did make me feel old to see New Day essentially being the veterans and putting over the Street Profits. Yep. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those slaps in the face where it's like, yeah, Tom, Tom's moving. <laughs> you know, the, the New Day is not the new kids anymore type deal. Um, which obviously Kofi has been around for forever for at this point, but just seeing, you know, the new day being in that position to where they're the veteran group and they're putting over the younger guys. Um, but the match was really, really well done. You could tell that Montez and Angela Dawkins, they were really excited to be 
uh, facing this uh, new day. Yep. Um, and and I I I mean it, I can't really say enough about either one of the tag teams. They're both entertaining on their own, um, but you put them both together in the ring, and it, it was it was a really really well done match. Yes, um, and they and you know you had Dawkins. You know for for the longest time, you know Montez Ford was thought of to be as is the you know the big the big name of the province, and I think there's a lot of potential with Montez Ford. Don't misunderstand. But Dawkins has made himself really, really, really good in the ring as well. Definitely. And they are a really – they really complement each other extremely well. Dawkins is a great hot tag guy. Um, Ford's just so athletic. And the, his frog splash might be the best frog splash ever. Like, and that's saying something considering, you know, Eddie and RVD. But Montez gets more hot on his than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, man. He jumps out of the screen. Yeah. It's, it's like, insane. You shouldn't you shouldn't be able to get that high just from the top rope. Not at all. Um, and I love the fact that the New Day kind of played the heels this match. You know, I thought that was a nice little touch, especially when Kofi kicked the red solo cup. Yeah. I mean I mean they weren't like they they were a little bit more aggressive in the ring, but they weren't like dickish heels, but they 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 played the role of the heel veteran tag team that's trying to kind of hold on while the street profits are the young up-and-comers that are trying to kind of take that spot oh absolutely um but yeah i think it was the right move to put put street profits over um yeah just give it gives them a little more credibility uh i think it builds them up a little bit more and the new day's not hurt at all no, not at all. They're 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 kind of Teflon at this point. I did think it was weird for Big E to be out there and to not yes. have any involvement or whatnot. See, um, that was the thing that I was kind of afraid of that they would have him turn to show that he's he's loyal to SmackDown. I'm glad they didn't go that route. I really am. Right, and it, you know, I understand them being an interpromotional uh, pay per view, being able to have Big E out there, and obviously, I think they wanted it more so for their for their. Uh, entrance attire since they're promoting right. the gears of war and all that but you know it's only been a month since they split up and you're bringing him back like it's some sort of reunion um and then to have him not really be involved in any way shape form or fashion right it's it just kind of it was weird um but I, I, i'm always happy to see new uh the new day together as all yes. three of them you know with all three um because they've all been kind of injured this year, whereas it's been kind of two here, two there. Right. Um, but the one thing about Street Profits is, and, and you kind of touched on it, I think it's obvious that Montez can be a single star down the road. Yep. Um, I think he would be a sneaky good heel. Um, and I think it's obvious that Vince enjoys both of them as a team you know he yep. hasn't you can look at Keith Lee or Alistair Black and see he's changed stuff with them immediately whereas Street Profits it's, it's the same thing that they were doing in NXT just turned up a little bit more right so Vince has kind of let them do what they're doing which is a good sign if he's not messing with you that means he likes you you know what I mean um, yep but my big concern is that Vince will get really enamored with Montez and they'll break them up way too soon. Um, I would like to see the Street Profits have a really, a really solid run 
together um, because I think they could really make a name for themselves on the main roster. You know, you give them two or three years together to, to have a few title runs and to have a few feuds, uh, noteworthy feuds, um, yes. and then break them up and let uh, Montez do his thing singles-wise. Right. Um, that's just my only concern with them, and it's kind of out of their control. It's out of their hands. Um, but while they're together, um, I'm going to do my best to enjoy watching them. As you should, because they are a great, great team. And again, um, just so much talent. They've got charisma. And partly because the new, the smack that the, well, not just smack them, the tag team division is so decimated right now. I don't know who beats them. Like, I don't know who beats the Street Profits to get the belts off of them. Like, I got, I don't have a clue. And, and, and they shouldn't right now. No, they, sh- they should keep it till Mania. At minimum. At, yeah, at least. Because um, there's no established tag teams. Right. You know, the, the worst thing for them is some ragtag group that's just been put together come come through and beat them clean. Yep. Um, which, knowing WWE and the way they've treated tag teams over the last few that's years, that's, that, that'll happen at some meaning meaningless pay-per-view or on or on an episode of SmackDown. Um but hopefully, hopefully they get their shine. Hopefully they get a, a, a meaningful run. Uh, they're kind of like Drew McIntyre uh, in that I would like to see them get a championship run with fans. Right. Um, because probably more so than anybody, they, they're they big on fan interaction, you know, with their entrance and whatnot. Yes. So I would like to see that happen. Um but other than that, yeah, the match itself, like I said, off the top of my head, best best tag team match in WWE this year. Yes. Um, but I did mention on that episode I made last week, I would have liked, and I think I mentioned it to you, uh, I would have liked to see kind of a New Day Street Profits versus Hurt Business, like Survivor Series style match. Yes. You know, um, which leads me into the next match, which was Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Uh, you had Intercontinental Championship versus the U.S. Champion, and and I, I said, you know, uh, it was a solid. Like you said, it was about as good of a squash match as you're going to see. Um, Sami Zayn is such a slimy, just heel. You know, he yes. he's not your 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 angry, aggressive, manipulative heel. He's a smart. You know, he's going to try to outsmart you, but he's entertaining. Um, yes. You know, that little spot where he tripped over MVP's foot and was like, oh, he tripped me. He tripped me, ref. He tripped it's me. A DQ. Like, it's a DQ. That, right. And, and then he runs over to, and he runs over to Graves and is like, Graves, you saw it. <laughs> yeah. You saw it. You know it was a trip. And it's just, it, he's perfect for that type of character. And and um, that deal he was doing when he, before, when he and uh, AJ and Jeff Hardy had the thing, the ladder match, like right before that, when he was doing the, where he was commandeering the cameras and, Given his little speech, and, he, and and I told, I think I said this before. He looked like a third world dictator who had just been overthrown, right? And had been sent out into exile, and he was in exile, and he was grabbing a camera and sending out a message to his loyalists back home to try to get them to put him back in charge. He's so good. He is absolutely. And and one of the things he's beat up now, and that you would think that would hurt, but it actually helps him. Because he's not doing the athletic stuff, it allows him to sort of dig into that manipulative, slimy, smart, 
conniving character rather than the you know really hyperactive face that he was absolutely and but from, it was well done and 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 of course the right result happened lashley i mean no disrespect to sammy lashley had i mean if you're the way they're pushing lashley he had to win oh he had to and they made him look strong um, yeah and, and and yeah so in that aspect i i like the match but piggybacking off of what i was talking about with new day and street profits i wish it just looked weird with her business just being out there yeah, not, this, not outside the ring because Survivor Series is perfect for a four-man group. Yes. Um, and so in that in that respect, I wish they would have come up. Like I said, New Day Street Profits versus uh, her, business. her business. That would have been money. Um, but then if you do that, well, then now you got Sami Zayn with no match. And then so I get I get why they did Lashley versus Zayn if they're going for champion versus champion type deal. Yeah. So they kind of pigeonholed themselves with that. Um, if they weren't doing the champion versus champion thing, I would like to see Sami Zayn versus uh, Jeff Hardy again, you know, and Hardy yeah. could have been like, oh, you're not handcuffing my ear to a, a ladder this time type deal. Right. Um, and that would have been a fun match. But I understand why they had to do it. It just looked weird having her business out there with only one person right. actually wrestling at a pay-per-view where it's, four and five-man groups, you know? Right. On the plus side, on the, uh, the one thing I will say about the Hurt Business, though, I still love them. The fact that they all were out there wearing suits while Lashley was mur- murdering them was just gl- glorious. Oh, and yeah. I kind of wish, wish they'd have kept the Zane, Shinsuke, Cesaro group together just because that would have been, if nothing else, it would have given Zane a little bit of backup and maybe even some more shenanigans could have happened. Absolutely, because I think they work well together as well. Because um, we, you know, yes. we've mentioned it with Cesaro; he can adapt to anybody. He's been in a million different yes. groups and tag teams. Um, and then Shinsuke can just be your be your be your quiet butt kicker type. Yes. Guy. But yeah, it was it was a solid match for what it was. No complaints at for uh, for the match itself. Um, so moving on next, we had Asuka and Sasha, another champion versus champion match. Uh, I thought the match was really well done. I assumed going into it that Sasha was going to win just because of the way she's been pushed. Um, and and she's, she's had a really big year. Um, and, and she's elevated herself very, very nicely um, this year. You know, you've got the Mandalorian out with her in it. So, you know, there's a... She, you know, she's she's kind of the hot name now. And one of the stories is that Sasha's never beaten Asuka or right. hadn't beaten Asuka until last night. So, you know, that was kind of the, hey, can she actually beat Asuka? You know, she finally got the can't defend the title monkey off her back when she beats Bailey on SmackDown. So maybe, you know, can she beat Asuka? And it was a great match. Um, really well done again. Asuka is just glorious she's so entertaining inside oh, she's ring. awesome she you know she her mannerisms her dancing her her the way she works she's just she's just a phenomenal talent and sasha always seems to elevate her game for somebody like that so you know they, it was hard hitting it was quick paced um sasha gets the win with kind of a flash pin deal but she finally, she finally beat Oscar. They had some great matches over the summer during the 
Sasha versus Asuka and Bailey deal when Kyrie Sane got sent back when Kyrie Sane went back to Japan. So, you know, this was this was right in uh, in line with those. Yeah, and mentioning the finish, I didn't care for the finish that much. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere, and it was kind of a I don't know. In matches like that, where it's uh, uh, they're they're comparable in terms of size um and 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 skill i don't you know it just it, it kind of came out of nowhere and i it was kind of like the, the match is going the match is going the match is going miss over and yeah. i didn't really care for that that much um but other than that it was a really really well done match um and i could watch them wrestle anytime on any show for any reason I just wish the finish would have been booked a little bit different for my taste. Um, yeah, but that's, probably, that's not a knock on either one of them. Yeah, that's that's more a booking problem. I mean, it probably wouldn't have hurt if for Sasha to – I don't want to say a decisive win, but uh, – uh, well, yeah, a decisive win where she's finally sort of figured out, okay, how to beat – you know, she's finally kind of overcome her demons. But I guess you also don't want to make the – the raw champ looked bad. I, I don't know. It's 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 okay for what it was as far as the finish goes, but ultimately the match itself was really good. And anytime I can get more Oscar in the ring, I'm happy. Oh, definitely, definitely with that. Uh, moving on, we had the women's oh Survivor Series match. Um, oh God. I'm 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 gonna. Uh, luckily, we don't have, <laughs> we don't have too too many people that listen to our podcast yet because i'm gonna kind of uh not necessarily go on a rant but i'm uh, it's it's something i've been holding in for a while when it comes to women's matches in wwe um but before that there was nothing in this match the only memorable thing uh lacy had a spot off the top rope i forget who it was even with. was it with bianca where yeah. she did the Panama Sunrise? Yes. That was a cool spot. It looked really clean. It looked really smooth, and it was really well done. Um, and Lacey, she's athletic as hell. Yes. Um, and I was also impressed with Liv Morgan. Uh, she got some good offense in, and she looked pretty good in the ring. Um, you can tell You can tell she's been training. You can tell that she's improved. Um, and I think given time she can be a future star if booked correctly same thing with bianca uh she's her and montez that household man the athleticism of uh, that household is off the charts not only that just the charisma man yeah like, you know the athleticism and the charisma it, it, it's it's insane um and she's a future star as well yep but the match overall i couldn't care. I knew Lana was going to win some kind of BS way. Um, and the way they did it was just so bad. Yeah. And I, 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 I didn't care. I kind of laughed a little bit. You know, Bianca kind of tossing uh, Naya over the, the barricade was pretty cool because that just yeah. shows her strength. Um, but, I, man, it – if you're, you knew Lana was going to get the win when they did the whole when they did the uh, 
chronicle the 24 7 thing on the network for well not only that but then they start recapping and showing like and they did it on uh uh raw like showing the recaps of her going through the table with the number counter in the corner and it's yeah. like okay we're well, obviously setting up for something and it's not it, it you can and, see it coming from a mile away and it was way too predictable and um, even then even then you can do that. You can make that work. Predictable is not always the worst thing. It's not. There, there was a way to do that. Like, okay, let me go. Let me go. Um, fantasy Booker here for thirty seconds. So you get down to Lana's. You know they've done what they did with Lana. They said you stay in the corner and you stay where you are. We're not tagging you in. You're done. And Bianca gets a, and it's down three on one. Bianca's the only one left against Nia, Shayna, and of course Lana, who's in the corner. And you do a deal where Bianca gets a pin on Nia, Nia Jax, and like I, I don't, I, maybe not a you know kind of a flash pin deal, where she maybe catches in her crucifix or something. And after she pins her, Nia snaps and like grabs her and starts beating her up, th- tossing her around, and she goes outside and she starts ripping the announce table apart. And she's going to start, and her and Shayna start working on getting, on putting, uh, on putting Bianca through a table. And then Lana gets on the apron and starts yelling at him to stop doing it. Meanwhile, the ref is counting because technically Shayna's the legal woman now. Bianca's the legal woman. Well, Lana keeps yelling at him. They have the stare down. Bell rings, double count out. Lana's the sole survivor. Then. They decide they're going to put Bianca through the table anyway. Lana comes out, comes down, and starts like fighting them off. Bianca gets comes back, and you do a spot where maybe you put you have Bianca and Lana put put Nia through a table. Lana's your sole survivor. Bianca looks pretty strong, and everybody's happy. What they did is, you know, they had the double count out, and then Lana jumps up and down like she did something, and Lana mm-hmm. literally stood in the corner. Yeah, her celebration was just like she she looks like a complete goof. Yep. Like there was a way to do that where she doesn't look like a complete goof. Yep. And she looks she doesn't even look like that's a that's a heelish celebration. That's not a faceish I overcame the odds. Um, you know, it was a oh, I won. Woo! Yep. That just just the ending was so terrible i didn't i didn't love i didn't understand peyton royce eliminating bailey who you know had a 500 day run as the smackdown women's champion only to immediately tap to natalia sharpshooter didn't understand that yeah that was weird like just just so much i didn't get like i i i don't know i the match, it's, it was better than the men's match. I'll give it that. It was. Um, there was a little bit more stuff in it. Um, Lacey, the, Lacey Evans had some moments. Uh, the Panama Sunrise, The I mean, she missed the moonsault, but I love the standing springboard moonsault she does. And the woman's right's a really great finish. It, it works really well. So she, she throws one of the best working punches out of anybody. Yeah. yeah like so, that, 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 that right hand looks believable. Yes. Um, but my thing, 
and I've had an issue with this for a while now. Um, my thing with women mat women's matches in WWE, and this this doesn't go for singles matches because that's different. But anytime you have like a women's tag team match or a three on three match or a Survivor Series match, my biggest problem with the women's matches is it looks way too choreographed. Yep, you can tell that they've gone over that match a hundred times. And that it's almost like they're they're counting their steps and they're counting like it it's way too scripted for me to get into it. You know, there's your 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 solo matches are different. They're more much more believable. Um, but when you get these these tag matches where you you're having uh, one woman, she might have to wrestle against three different women in one match since it's a six woman tag. Yep. It looks it looks way, way, way too way too choreographed for me. Um, and I find myself more times than not in those type of matches just laughing. I'm like, how how can anybody watch this and actually get invested in it? You know, and another issue I have is and I'm I'm not trying to disparage the women. Um, they're 95% of them are uber talented. Um, you know, they can do things I could never do in my, if I tried type deal, but I, I don't know. I think the ring is too big for a lot of these women, you know, they, you watch them run the ropes, man. And it, it doesn't look there's, they run the ropes, but they're not gaining any speed. Right. You know, and then they hit the ropes and they don't it, they don't really even bounce off of it. Or you watch them run from one turnbuckle to the other corner. And it takes 20 steps to get there. And it, and then they hit the move and it doesn't have much impact. Um, I just can't get into it. I, I can't. I can't. You know, I can get into the singles matches um, because they, they, they look different. Um, but these these matches where you got multiple women in them, they look way too scripted for me. They look way too choreographed, um, and it's just not believable at all, at all. Um, you know, and that's not necessarily a like I said, it's not a dig on them. Um, it, it, it it's more so the booking, and I'm sure that. Yeah. They're the higher ups are sort of making sure that they know what the match is going to be and blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like it's hard to kill wrestlers for for their promos when you know they're, they're having it written out for they're written out and you and you're told if you don't say this word for word, you know you're going to have big consequences. So yeah, it's it, I think that's it. I think they you know I think they're kind of hand they're kind of tied their hands are kind of tied the way they do these things right and it i just like i said i can't it, i watch it and it's just you know watching somebody in the middle of the ring as the other girl hits the ropes and they're already preparing for the counter move and all that i'm just like man i change the channel a lot uh to be honest i just can't or i'll go to the gas station or something um i i can't get into it um and I wish I wish that that would change um, and and that it would look more, you know, and that's an overall issue I've had with WWE for the last handful of years is a lot of their stuff looks way too overproduced. It looks yeah. way too clean. It looks way too smooth. 
um, from the camera cuts to the, the matches and all like it, it it's a well-oiled machine right because they don't want to make any mistakes and they want it to right. but sometimes that's what's intriguing because these are human beings you know they're not perfect um things can go wrong uh it can look like a car crash sometimes but with wwe it's all just overproduced for the most part um and i wish they would kind of find a happy medium you know you'll watch the late 90s early 2000s stuff and especially the late 90s 97 98 era ish and it looked a lot more chaotic um but then you look now and it's way too clean yeah i just wish they would kind of find a middle ground where you're kind of like wait I'm not sure that yeah. was supposed to happen or not, you know, like right. oh, they, you know, but the camera cuts and all this and that, uh, to me, a lot of it's way too overproduced. And that goes into these multi women matches to where you can just, you know, yeah. my, my, my fiance will be sitting with me sometimes and I'll just start laughing. Um, and she's like, what? And I'll have to rewind the TV and show her. And she'll even, she doesn't even like wrestling, you know, outside of Ronda Rousey um, and The Rock. <laughs> And maybe the fiend every now and then. She doesn't care for wrestling, um, and she'll see. And she's like, "Oh, that didn't look, you know, that that didn't look like wrestling type." Deal. No, yeah, it, it it can look too clean. Yeah, absolutely, way too clean. And, and and like I said, if you are listening to this, I'm not disparaging the women themselves. Um, it's just the formula they've come up with in these multi-women matches. You know, like I said, these you can tell a difference when it's a one-on-one women's match and when it's a, a six-woman tag or a Survivor Series match or whatnot. You can just tell the difference um, in how it's it, it's laid out and how they um, how they treat it. Yeah, yeah, it's just. Um... Yeah, it's just too overproduced. It's just uh, one of the things I remember. This is weird. Is when the NWO came out and they did those um, the the little uh, vignettes they did, the little commercials where they would buy time and you'd have those. They looked they looked different. They looked unproduced. They looked unscripted. The WWF has always kind of had that polished look, and and for and. 95 percent of the time that's not a bad thing but at times it goes too far and you need something different absolutely absolutely i go ahead i'm sorry no i was that's all i'm on my soapbox all right and that leads us to the main event of the evening um wwe champion roman reigns or universal champion roman reigns versus wwe champion uh Drew McIntyre for the bragging rights of Raw and SmackDown. And this match took a couple minutes to get going, but once it got going, whoo boy, this, these two just beat the ever-living crap out of each other for 25 minutes. And you had um, Roman throwing caution to the wind, and you had Drew taking spear after spear and getting up, getting up, hitting a Claymore and Roman kicking out. Um, just a fantastic match. Way better than their match at Mania 35. 
that kind of dragged. This was a this was a uh, barn burner, just a classic um, throwdown, and I didn't mind the ending of of uh, of uh, Jay coming back. You know, Roman had told him to go home after the sweep and said, you know, you, you know, the reason that you lost is because they don't respect you. And if they don't respect you, they don't respect me. And if you can't make them respect me, then you're no good to me. So y'all go on home because you're no use to me. And then Jay came back and low blowed, uh, drew a couple of times while the referee was down and Roman got the guillotine uh, choke on him and knocked and put, put Drew to sleep to get the win. And after it was all over with, Roman kind of saluted Jay and gave a pat on the shoulder and said, good job. So, but I like that, that they're, uh, they're going with the Jay doing everything he can to get back in the good graces of Roman after their little, after their blood feud. Um, I really am interested to see what happens when uh, Jimmy comes back. I think they've got something there, but this was a really, really good match. Oh, definitely. Um, I thought the same thing. I thought it was really well done. Um, I thought it was a very traditional championship match for WWE. Um, it was very methodical. Like you said, it started out pretty slow. Um, but I like those type of matches and championship matches, especially when you have two bigger guys. Uh, you don't need to be going 100 miles an hour. Uh, you know, tell the story, let it breathe, and make it mean something. Um, and I also think them doing it that way contrasted against the rest of the show made it stand out even more. Um, so yeah, overall the match, I, no complaints from me on the match. I thought that, you know, I went into the match, obviously like probably a hundred percent of everybody else thinking Reigns was going to win, um, just because you couldn't not have him win. Um, with the way he's been the last couple of months. I was glad that they gave McIntyre plenty of offense. Yes. So that they didn't, you know, completely bury him um, because he is a big guy. He's a strong guy and he's a physical guy. So giving him plenty of offense, uh, it did him. It worked for him as well, even though he lost. I still think he kind of got over a little bit. Uh, you know, the more I watch McIntyre, uh, the more I enjoy watching him. Um, you know, it, it, so I like that they gave him plenty of offense and, and, yeah. and, 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 and let him, you know, cause, um, there was in traditional WWE fashion, there was plenty of false finishes, um, but they fit, you know, yes. with, with the way that, um, you know, Reigns would hit a spear or something and, and it'd be a false finish. And then McIntyre would hit one of his big moves and be a false finish. So it worked. Um, it wasn't just your typical NXT two, uh, two 185 pound or 205 pound guys, just 10 false finishes, <clears throat> Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, you know, but anyway, uh, so it worked. And then uh, I think Reigns is playing his part perfectly. Um I'll be honest with you. He's the first guy where I can find myself. Like I'll watch him on SmackDown or even last night. Like I'll watch him and like my blood starts to boil a little bit. I'm like, man, somebody yeah. just needs to slap him in the face. Yes. Like just somebody needs to straighten him out. Like his head is getting way too big. 
And yes. but then I told myself like that's the point, right? Yeah. But he's the first one, right? He's the first one that's been like that for me in a while. You know, Baron Corbin has a little bit of that in him, but it's in a different way. You know, Corbin's. I want you off my screen. Yeah, but he's also, you know, Corbin's really good at it. Yeah. Um, You know, it's it's not that X Pac heat, but it's just like, man, just get off my screen. You're annoying. You know, but at the same time, I respect the hell out of what he's doing because he's doing a good job of it. Yes. But Roman, Roman, he's he's tapped into this character. Uh, if if you even want to call it a character, you know, th- this could be him um, as a person type deal, um, which makes it even easier for him to 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 do it. Um, but yeah, the every week and every match he has or every segment he has, I think he's building on his character. Um, and I think it, I think it's building for something really big at WrestleMania, regardless if it's The Rock or not. Um, I think they have something big planned for him yes. going into WrestleMania, and I'm excited to see what that actually is um, because they are telling a story with, with Roman um, and Jay as well. Yeah, you know, and I thought adding him to the match, like you said, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, and, and overall, yeah, I mean, no complaints on this match, uh, none at all. Um, even though, you know, there, there were still no stakes. Uh, but, I mean, they put on a hell of a match, and I was entertained. Yeah, that's and that's really that's really what you want. And like you said, Roman's tapped in. It, it's like he's um, like kind of tapped into this mob boss deal where he's – and he's wanting Jay to kind of be his fixer. Right. And it's really it's something I didn't know that they could ever get Roman to do because you know they want him to be that white meat baby face and that's just not who he is. Nope. And they've and they found something here with this and it's really it's it's showing how talented Roman always was and it's allowing you to him to sort of sink his teeth into something that he clearly enjoys doing. Oh for sure, for sure. So to end the night, we had the much anticipated and much uh, much hyped, much advertised Undertaker farewell. Um, yes. Slate, go ahead and give your thoughts on the Undertaker farewell. I I liked it. It was fun. Um, it's a couple of things I didn't quite understand. Um, didn't quite understand why the Godwins came out there. Uh, no, dis- no disrespect to Henry O or Phineas. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand them being out there. My, my only guess is that it was BSK. Yeah, but that's even, I know that's why, I'm thinking that's why Samia was there. Yeah, because I'm more so was, I, I, I was more so confused as to why Kevin Nash was there. Mania 12, I figure the Mania 12 thing was there because they did have a little bit of history with diesel but not i mean not much right but if you're going to do that then play diesel's music and not kevin nash and nwo music you know i would 100 agree with that because then that would have tied it that would have tied it together much better i was a little surprised they didn't have batista there i'm a little surprised they didn't have coco beware there somewhat surprised they didn't find a way to get to out there to represent jimmy snooker since he's the one who started the streak but ultimately, um, it was a really well done thing. Um, I, I'm sure I, 
was the only person that finally kind of expected the Fiend to come down and use a mandible claw on Taker. But my feeling there is that meant Taker told Vince he was done, done, and he's and he's not coming back. And let's see, you had Triple H, you had Booker T. Oh, and the other thing that and and it although it had to be a rib, it had to be a rib with Kane coming down in gear while everybody else was in you know suits and ties and sport coats. And then Kane's walking down there in his wrestling attire with his mask on. That kind of cracked me up. Um, and of course, I love the Paul Bearer um, um, hologram at the end. That was really that really got me in the feels. No, definitely. Uh, I have similar thoughts. Uh, see, I had the same thought when I saw Kane walk out. Although I don't care if it was a river night, I'm always going to pop if I see Kane in his in his in his full outfit. Um, I thought it was weird that they brought all those stars out and then they did the promo package and then they were out of the ring. But then I saw what they did with Undertaker and then I completely understood why they got them out of the ring. Um, because you know, it wasn't Mark Calloway out there. It was, it was Undertaker. Um, so you can't really have anybody else out there. Um, and then it would have been more weird to have him do all that and then announce them. So, you know, with them wanting to do that with the old stars, I guess that's the best way to do it. Um, I, I, I'm like you, I had, I was sitting there waiting for the fiend to come out, um, and, and, and the lights go out and all that. But at the same time, once it didn't happen, I had the same exact thought. I was like, okay, well, Undertaker's he's he's done, done. Like he's finished. You know, this is it. Um, because I think the Fiend at this point would be the only one that he'd hang around for and do a match with. Um, you know, the entrance, the Undertaker entrance. Uh, I posted on our Twitter account yesterday a video I had taken from WrestleMania 34 of his entrance. Um, it's, it's, it's the best entrance in entertainment. You, I don't care music, whatever undertaker's entrance is the best entrance ever for anything. Um, it, it's, it's legendary. If you get to see it in person, well, I guess you don't get to anymore, but if you, if you've been lucky enough to see it in person, it's, it's man, it's bone chilling. You, you have no choice, but to be captivated by it. Um, and for me, getting to see it twice at WrestleMania, where he always did a, a, a really big entrance. Oh, man, like that's those are my favorite memories of WrestleMania. Um, even ahead of getting to see Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, and The Rock in the ring at the same time. Um, you know, getting to see his entrance, man, you know, there's nothing like it, nothing at all. Um, speaking of the Godwins, you know, since you mentioned them, man, when they came out, they look old. Yes. They very look old. old. I, I didn't even reckon if they wouldn't have had the music playing, I wouldn't have known who they were. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they, they, they look they looked old, man. And and I and I didn't think about it. Phineas technically has a connection to the taker because Midian was in the ministry. Right. So I'm right. a little surprised they didn't go with Midian, but yeah. Had to be BSK. And still did, did you notice on the screen? I, I started laughing. Did you notice on the screen when they came out? It had hog and pig. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Was like, oh, it's perfect. If they'd only did that 20 years ago, I would have figured it out sooner. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so I thought it was great. Um, you know, I, uh, the whole entrance, uh, they did that little synth thing at the beginning. Um, yes, the 8-bit Undertaker theme. Yeah, that was really unique. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Undertaker, man. Like, it's the Undertaker. Yes. Um, I think the send-off was done perfect. You know, anytime you you don't get Vince out there. Vince didn't even, did Vince speak at Ric Flair's little retirement thing? He did off camera. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, but if you get Vince out there in the center of the ring for your retirement, um, I could probably count on one hand how many people he would do that for. Yeah. Um, and Undertaker is obviously at the top of the list. If you watch the Last Ride documentary, you know how much Undertaker character and the person means to Vince McMahon. Right. Um, and and you you know it, so seeing him out there to introduce him was a nice touch. Um, you know, and, and another thought I had was that I look forward to seeing uh, the behind the scenes stuff from last night with him because you know they had people out there filming for future yes. documentaries and and whatnot. So for the backstage um, type of stuff, I'm looking forward to that. Um, speaking of which, did you catch the Broken Skull sessions afterwards? I didn't get to. Okay, well it's it's like two hours, um, so it, it, it's a it's a it's a watch, um, but I watched it because I didn't have nothing else going on. Um, but it was really well done, and at the same time, listening to that without giving anything away, without listening to that, I was like, okay, yeah, he's done. Um, okay but yeah it, 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 the whole the whole night being um about the undertaker and i guess the gobbledygooker being his 30 year anniversary as well yeah. um but no having it built around the undertaker and then having him cap off the show like that and giving him you know 30 minutes or however long it was i think that was i think it was ideal and i think they did it the right way yeah and you also um you, you, I think it came across how much he means or has meant to Vince McMahon. Yes. Um, and to the company in general, if you check social media with The Rock and Cena and Triple H and all these guys um, sharing their memories and whatnot, uh, I think it was outside of, outside of having him um, in front of fans, this was about as good as it could get for him. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was it was a nice way to end the show. Yeah, it was a really, really, really well done uh, farewell. And again, the fact that they didn't have anybody come out to try to get heat tells me that he's done. And absolutely, that's the, and that's the way that and that's the way a guy like that should go out. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't use him. You shouldn't use that character if you're not going to use him anymore to get somebody else over. That's just it's not worth it. Right. And he even said, uh, he's still in Burger Skull Sessions. He said he didn't want to become a parody of himself, you know. Right. Um, and I think he was kind of around that Roman Reigns match and Lesnar match. He was getting to that point. Um, and but he didn't want to go out that way. Um, and I think, and I think he even believes that Boneyard match was the perfect send off. Yeah, man. Um, but even then, he was talking about how how much of a chore it was to get through that. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't a wrestling match where you, where you stretch and you get ready and you're out there for 20 minutes and then you're done. He's like, it was hours, you know. 
Um, and he was like, for me, you'd have to get up and then you'd have to take a break. And then you have to get up yeah. and you have to take a break. And he's like, that's a whole different. Um, so when I heard that, then I was like, okay, you know, cause people have been mentioning all oh, him and the fiend, they could have a, a, a cinematic match. But then when I heard him talking about that, I was like, I don't think he's really interested in doing that either. Um, cause he was talking about how much of a chore it was to, to film that match as well. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, without any fans, this is about as good as they could do for The Undertaker. Um, he deserves all the recognition. He deserves all the respect. Uh, you know, you won't find a wrestler um, that says a, that has a bad thing to say about the man um, and, and, and what he's done for the business over the years uh, can't be overstated. Um, and like I said a few minutes ago, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm happy that I've gotten to see him in person. Yes, um, and, and see that entrance because uh, that was definitely on my bucket list as, as a wrestling fan. It's good to see that Undertaker's entrance. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, it was a great show and a great ending and a great send off for an all time great character. Definitely, and so yeah, overall uh, the show outside of the two the two Survivor Series matches which we've we've complained about enough. <laughs> I have no big complaints. Um, no. I love the formatting of the pay-per-views that they've done the last five or six months. Um, they flow really well and they don't feel like they're hard to watch. Um, selfishly, I still wish they'd find a way to make the, the traditional Survivor Series matches have meaning if they're going to stick with those matches. Yes. Because um, like we said, the, the brand versus brand thing, I don't think you'll find anybody that's invested in that, maybe except Vince McMahon. Because <laughs> yeah, that'd be the only reason much. they're still going. Um, I guess he's the only one that thinks it's a good idea. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a solid show. You know, it's not going to be a, a, a classic pay per view per se, but it it did it served its purpose. Um, and like I said earlier, I'm I'm interested to see where things go between now and Royal Rumble. Um, Correct. See where they see where they're going. Absolutely. And if I had to go back, you know, if I had to tell somebody that didn't watch pay per view, tell them to go back and watch something from this pay per view. Um, obviously, the Undertaker farewell, um, and then Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns match, uh, New Day versus Street Profits, and Oscar and Bailey. Um, yes. You know, and then if you want to add in a little razzle dazzle, check out the the Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn match. Um, so those matches, to me, that you know, they they stood there, they stood on their own, they did their job, and they were very entertaining. Um, so yeah, I mean it it was a solid pay-per-view yeah it was a it was it was a really really good one uh, again take out the survivor series matches and it's a it's an excellent one um again just this would have been this, again everything they did there was a, it was a fine show but the whole roller smack down things just it's just not working no, it's played out yeah very it's, much so is played out, and hopefully somebody will get Vince Azir and convince him to do something a little different, because um, it needs it needs to be refreshed. It needs to be yeah. Uh, uh, needs a little fresh coat of paint on it. Yeah, or it needs to be treated like um, the King of the Ring was, and just yeah. scrap. So yeah. one of the two. Absolutely. Well, in the meantime, uh, anything else you'd like to add, or? I think we pretty much covered everything, huh? I think we did. Awesome. Well, with that being said, I think we're going to get on out of here. 
Um, we will be back again soon with another episode. I don't think we really know what episode we're going or what topic we're going to discuss next, but we'll figure that out. And we will yep. we will be back with you soon for another episode of Turn Buckle Talk. But in the meantime, if you could please follow us on social media on Twitter and Facebook, that would be greatly appreciated. Like I said, um, you can stay up to date with all the new episodes and any information and whatnot. Um, but until then, uh, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. All right. Y'all have a good.